there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. All right, so today we're going to be talking about These Hollow Vows by Lexi Ryan. Um, I have to say I really did enjoy this book. So I think we're all familiar now that fairies or fae um, are on the rise in literature right now. We're seeing definitely a nice trend, or at least I'm seeing the trend in literature right now with Faye kind of being um, really highlighted, especially especially amongst young adult literature. I think we noticed this trend when, um, whatchamacallit, Twilight <laughs> first came out. We saw a really nice trend of vampire-centric literature in media and television. So I think now it's safe to say we're seeing this trend rise with Faye, and I think it's really interesting. The challenge, though, for authors is, and I think this was the same challenge that went into, you know, vampires, you know, vampires, werewolves, all that stuff. I think the challenge here for authors is they have to make their stuff unique. And I think Ryan is successful at that. She does have her Sealy Courts and her Unsealy Courts, and in a way they are both very unique. Um, you have the Sealy Court, which is the Court of the Sun, and then the Unsealy Court, which is the Court of the Moon. I think it's really interesting because that's something new that I haven't seen before. Yes, we've seen Sealy and Unsealy Courts brought to life in literature. You've got the Wild Hunt with the Unsealy Court and the Unseely Court in folklore and mythology has characteristically been the more malevolent of the two fae groups, whereas the Seely Court, while still dangerous, are more benevolent. Benevolent. Um, but I think that's a misconstru—you know—I think people misconstrue their tenacity and their ability to find loopholes uh, for benevolence, but <laughs> whereas. The Unseely really don't hide their cruelty. They are very malevolent. So we are seeing some of that in this literature, in this story. But what I think is interesting is Bree is a human. And she has to get into the into the fake court to save her sister. That means making a deal with the Unseely king, who is pretty horrible, went to infiltrate the... Sealy Court and steal back the artifacts, right? So it's very interesting to see that at play because what she's coming to realize is it's not one is kinder than the other. I think Bree is realizing that just like with humans, you're going to have good fairies and bad fairies. It doesn't matter what court their part of their court just highlights their prejudices. Um, you see some dangerous fae in the Seely Court, and let me say the Seely Queen is not, in my opinion, benevolent in the few scenes that we do see her in. She seems very closed off, very cruel, very harsh. Whereas you're seeing some characters from the Unseely Court and they're nothing if not 
compassionate and empathetic and they're fighters they're freedom fighters um and then there's also this new element at play you have the wild fae and i think that that's really interesting because that's not something i've seen when it comes to the seely and unseely courts you're either one or the other you're not there is no additional kingdom of the wild fae not in the folklore that i'm familiar with in any case so to see the wild fae have a minor role in the story it is very minor i'm sure they're going to take a more prominent role in <clears throat> the sequel but i did think that that was something that was interesting it added to the plot it added to the world and i really do like the mythology of these mystical artifacts that brie has to find i like the world building i think right from the beginning um as well ryan is really good with her world building in one single scene with very few sentences you already get a sense of the unfairness and cruelty of this world i mean brie is breaking into a lone shark i'm just gonna call him a lone shark because that's what he is a lone shark's house in order to pay the rent for her and her sister um and mind you they do have day jobs as well but they're not making enough to cover it because of their own loans so you know interest adds up so right from the beginning you're kind of given a really strong sense of this world it's very bleak but it is powerful and it does ground you in the setting it does ground you in the plot and it launches you into the fey world which is kind of the same you know you are seeing this unfairness everyone wants to win the seely kings the seely princes hand in marriage because well you know they want to get out of their own tough circumstances of course she doesn't want to be a fairy princess <clears throat> everyone except brie apparently so i really did enjoy her world building you really are grounded in this universe and you really get a strong sense of who brie is as well as a character she's clever she's smart she's wracked with so much guilt and i'll say this it is one of my pet peeves when characters tend to ruminate a lot on everything wrong that they're doing <laughs> but given the situation that brie is in it makes sense because she acknowledges the fact that she's kind of being a hypocrite and she wants nothing more than to be honest with Sebastian. But if she's honest with Sebastian, it could cost her her sister's life. So she's walking a very fine line. And she's trying, trying so hard to not live in this world of secrets. Because she doesn't want to be in this world of secrets. She hates it. So really just put her in a tough spot. But you're really getting to know her as a character. And it also doesn't bog down the story or the narrative. Because again, you're given a sense 
of who she is as a character as well as her relationship and how her relationship with these other characters Finn and Sebastian are growing and evolving I will say this I know there is a hint of a love triangle in this story there is a little bit of a love triangle it doesn't come to fruition in this novel I'm sure in the next book and it kind of breaks my heart that it might do that because I really like Sebastian as a character but I also like Finn so um I'm really kind of scared that she's gonna do something to make me hate Sebastian uh, in the next novel, I was just like, oh god, please don't, um, that's just where I'm at at this point, I'm kind of, mm, a little antsy, a little scared about it, but, that's neither here nor there, we'll wait till we get to that book, there is a hint of a love triangle in this novel, but she doesn't follow through with it all the way, in this novel, and that's something that I like, because love triangles do have a tendency to become rather cliche, and especially in young adult literature, and that's, you know, that kind of sucks, like, I don't mind love triangles, um, it's fine, they're fine, um, <laughs> as long as, you know, they're followed up with good characterization, and a natural evolution of the character dynamics, as well as good writing and plot pacing, um, I'm okay with them, you know, they're okay. However, they do have a tendency to come off as cliche, so I was really happy that, yes, you see three characters on the cover, of the U.S. cover, but it doesn't really come across in the story. It's hinted at there is a strong attraction between Bree and Finn, but she doesn't follow through with that, and that's something I'm incredibly thankful for, honestly. I didn't want her to follow through with it. I think if she does follow through with it, then, uh, you know, we're at that point of, really, did you have to kind of thing? Um, sorry, pardon me. So, I like the character dynamics, and I like the relationship she has with these characters, because they do influence her growth overall, and I like that while it's hinted at that, yes, there's going to be a love triangle, possibly in the future, she doesn't really go through with it now, you know, especially for a series. It doesn't have to be developed now. It can be developed later, and that's okay. Um, so that's something I liked. So I'm going to go ahead and give these hollow vows um, four out of five stars. If you want to purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your local bookseller or book retailer. I will include links to bookshop.org, which will send a percentage of your proceeds to an independently owned bookstore near you. It'll also show you a list of independently owned bookstores near you if you want to go ahead and shop small. I will also include a link to Barnes & Noble um, in case you want to buy from Barnes & Noble. All I ask is that you support your local booksellers versus purchasing off of Amazon. On that note, 
um, if you want to go ahead. And if not, if you want, <laughs> I hope you will continue to support me by liking this podcast, subscribing to it, and sharing it with all your book loving friends. Uh, you can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee uh, by purchasing one of my handmade candles or on Anchor FM, my recording platform, for just 99 cents a month. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.